0: to the Movie Journey Podcast, where we break down every film from the IMDb Top 250 list, giving our own thoughts and reviews and any general discussion along the way. My name is Daniel Henderson, and I think a two-way mirror between Dean and I sounds like heaven.
1: And I'm Dean Jeffrey, and I'd rather walk in the desert for four years than have to watch this film again. Holy shit! Wow, man. Don't
0: don't spoil your rating already. What? This is a strong recommend, Hendo. (laughs) Well, somehow I don't believe you. Today we are breaking down Paris, Texas. Yes,
1: we are. One of the very few films that you hadn't seen from the top 250.
0: I know. Good to tick that off the list. So, Paris, Texas is a 1984 road movie directed by Wim Wenders. I don't know any of his other films that he's done. I wonder if he like, came up with the concept of this film on a whim. You see, your quip at the start, you sat there for at least a minute thinking of something. Did you have that already? Did you write that one down? You're like, Wim Wenders. Oh, get some whim jokes in here. Definitely not. What was his name? Wim Wenders.
1: Yeah, and I also threw Wonder, which was a play on the Wender. A play on it, is it? Yeah, like I
0: Wender, if uh, he came up with this on a whim. Anyway, this is about Travis Henderson. Interesting. An aimless drifter who's been missing for four years, who wanders out of the desert and must reconnect with society, himself, his life, and his family. Starring Harry Dean Stanton, Nastasha Kinski, Dean Stockwell, Aurora Clement, and Hunter Carson. Do you know any of those names besides Harry Dean Stanton? Dean Stockwell. Yeah, I looked him up. He's the guy from Quantum Leap. That's all I. I, I don't know him from that, but I, the face was very familiar.
1: It's also the guy in uh, Buffalo Soldiers. Which one? One of them. <laughs> He's in Buffalo
0: Soldiers. <laughs> all right. Cinematography by Robbie Mueller, who has done one film we've done before, a patron requested review Dancer in the Dark.
1: Oh, really? Hmm. Very good, very good. I was watching uh, Cinefix recently. Mm -hmm. Did you check out the uh, top ten endings of all time? I did. Oh, so you would have seen the ending of Dancer in the Dark again? Yes, I did. Yeah, it's been—I mean, it brought back memories. It's been so long since we saw that film.
0: Yeah. That's a very intense ending. (laughs) Isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. All right. Composed by Rai Kuda. I just want to mention that. I don't know anything else he's done. I mentioned it because I didn't mind the the score in this film. It's not a twangy guitar.
1: Lots of twangy guitar.
0: Yeah. Very prominent and I didn't mind it. I mean, it fits the film. You know. That, that, that being said, Robbie Mueller and his cinematography in this film, I think it's fantastic. Is it? I really liked it. Really? I'm going to get to that first opening shot where you got Harry Dean Stan just walking out into the bloody desert. I thought it looked great. At what no nomination point, hold, for cinematography. This, I mean, that's not movie. surprising. At what point- well, I feel like we're going to have a little bit of a bit of a spat along the way at here. At what
1: point do you stop giving credit to a cinematographer and start giving credit to Mother Nature?
0: You don't because you have the cinematographer who uses the machines he has to show- how great that is.
1: I just think like, yeah, he's showing a, a beautiful looking desert. Oh,
0: okay. So when you get to The Revenant and you have Emmanuel Lubezki, who is known for in that movie, basically just using natural lighting and just filming how it looks. Genius. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pure genius. All right. Let's look at some trivia here. Trivia was quite low on this, but I did, I did scrape together five pieces of trivia I here. bet you scraped the bottom of the barrel for this Number one. one, shooting started in 1983 while the screenplay was still incomplete, with the objective of filming... You
1: don't say. With
0: the objective of filming in the order of the story, writer Sam Shepard planned to base the rest of the story on their understanding of the characters and observations of the actors. However, when Shepard moved on to another job, he sent Wim Wenders notes on how the screenplay should end instead. He credited Wenders and co-writer Al Kit Carson with the idea of a peep show and his story's final acts according to dean stockwell his character in early drafts was intended to travel with hunter travis and Anne before Anne turned back to los angeles and walt became lost in the desert paralleling travis in the first scene you know what i think do i want to know what you think i think i've had enough already i think i watched this film
1: and it feels like they had a good idea right they had one they had a singular good idea and what idea was that the notion of The peep show discussion.
0: Right. Interesting that they didn't have that at the start. Allegedly. Oh, you're just going to pick and choose what trivia you believe now based off your opinion on this film.
1: Correct. It just feels like the whole movie is just filler to get to this peep show.
0: You say filler, I call a slow burn. All right. All right. Keep going with your, you know. Trivia. You 2 cited Paris, Texas as their inspiration for their album The Joshua Tree. Oh, I love The Joshua Tree. Why wasn't that the soundtrack to this film? Because they hadn't done it yet. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Have you listened to The Joshua Tree? Not recently.
1: Ever? Yes. Name one song off The Joshua Tree. With or without you?
0: You don't even know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was not expecting (laughs) such a confident answer. The Joshua... There is also
0: The Joshua Tree on the album as well.
1: Uh, no, there is not. Ah, damn it. <laughs> that was a silly, silly thing to say, but With or Without You is definitely on there. Yeah, I definitely knew that. You did not. You thought there was a song called The Joshua I'm Tree. I'm still
0: on trivia too, by the way. We're talking about music, musical acts here. The Scottish bands Travis and Texas both took their names from this film, and Kurt Cobain and Elliot Smith said that this was their favourite film of all time.
1: I mean, Kurt Cobain, bless his soul.
0: You know, he was troubled. <laughs> That's so bad. What are what? you doing? What? Can you, you can't blame this movie. I'm not,
1: <laughs> I was not blaming this movie. I was just saying.
0: What do you mean he's troubled? Like, I just what, saying, are you saying I mean, only troubled people can like this movie? Well,
1: clearly. No, I'm just saying maybe, you know, we shouldn't be basing you know so much emphasis on you know
0: the you shouldn't be basing it on musicians taste in movies yeah sure so when you hear you two got inspiration for their album that you love so much and i've heard you talk about the joshua tree so much before now that you hear you- that yes i have now that you hear that their inspiration was from this movie Paris Texas is like the joshua tree just a piece of shit no
1: i'm just saying that maybe We shouldn't just place so much emphasis on, you know, like, he made some bad decisions. That's all I'm saying, right? Who, who Bono? No, Kurt Cobain. And maybe his love for this
0: film was one of them. What about Bono? Are you saying that they shouldn't have made this movie because... Where are you going with this, Hendo? Are you saying that U2's inspiration should not have happened here? It was a mistake for them to have to be inspired by this movie to make The Joshua Tree? I mean, was Kurt Cobain inspired by this? No, he said it was his favourite film. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with the music. So maybe he should have been inspired. Are you saying that U2 should definitely have been inspired by this film? Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree. This movie is inspiring. Really? Were well, you inspired? I didn't make The Joshua Tree. Well, there you go. Let's go to number three, Dean. Conflicts between Wim Wenders Road Movies Company and distributor Filmverlag over how many copies of Paris, Texas should be released in West Germany following the Cannes Film Festival, caused to be initially denied a theatrical release there. So bus tours were launched to transport German viewers to Zurich for showings. Road Movies launched a lawsuit to ser- to sever ties with Filmverlag, and the film reached West Germany theaters eight months later. And I say all this because I'm going to go straight into number four here. Because of this, the budget was $1.8 8 million and only made a box office of two point two. million. So, Break even at best.
1: I don't think it broke even. I don't think it
0: advertised a lot, this film. They wouldn't have spent too much money do over think, the top.
1: Do you think maybe it's because someone actually watched this film before making the decision of whether or not to advertise it? Oh, you
0: mean when they took it to Cannes Film Festival and it won the Palme d'Or that year? It won the Palme d'Or, did it? Yeah. And even that
1: didn't help its box
0: office. It also won the Fabreski Prize and the Prize of the Yekia Jury and it also got nominated at the Golden Globe for Best Foreign Film.
1: Is that because the ideas portrayed in this film were so foreign to the people watching they didn't realise it was actually in English. Speaking of which, (laughs) I started watching this in Italian. (laughs) Oh, well, I didn't realise at first. I was like, am I meant to have subtitles here? But no, I fixed it. Don't worry.
0: No, this was classified as a foreign film because the production was a uh, half West Germany, half France production, even though it's done entirely in English. And is set in America? Yeah. It's weird. I don't know why. I don't think they do that anymore. Okay. But let's take a look at the history of Paris, Texas in the IMDb Top 250 list. This debuted onto the very first list on the 26th of April, 1996 at Mm -hmm. number 186. Okay.
1: Okay. Then more people watched it and what happened? Oh,
0: well, have you looked at this? Have
1: you? No, I haven't. Okay. I just, I, I can assume.
0: You are correct for a change today. <laughs> it hovered around the bottom fifth of the list till about 1998, where it dropped out in 1998. Came back in 2014, where it went in and out several times. Nice. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Between 2014 and 2017. Finally, in mid-2017, it came back into the list for good, hovering around the bottom 10. The entire the entirety of its placement, where it is right now. Shocking. Currently sits at number 240, with an 8.0 over a 94,000 rating. What are you saying shocking for? Shocking it's in the top 250. You're, sh- you're saying shocking sarcastically, like, oh my God, it's in the top 250? Oh, oh my God. Shocking that it's
1: barely... Hovering around that 250 mark.
0: All right, let's get into this breakdown of Paris Texas Dean. Already mentioned before, we open up on the desert and you got Harry Dean Stanton's Travis just walking out there. He's all suited up. What's he doing out there? What's going on? Who knows? No. We still
1: don't know now, and I've just seen the movie. You don't actually know what he was doing there.
0: Why? Why he's just walk? Why he's just left? His where's entire he come life. from? He's just walking. No, no, no. Basically, Forget about what happened walk four walk years road.
1: ago. Like when we see him, where's he come from? Just been walking. Just walking.
0: He's walking. The, he's walking the country. He wants to get away. He's just walking. walking. He wants to be a nobody. He wants to get away from everyone. He doesn't want to know. So he's been
1: anyone. walking for four years.
0: He's been doing his thing. Sure.
1: Uh-huh. He's
0: like Kane in Kung Fu. We'll
1: walk the earth. <laughs> That's <all> right. <laughs> okay. So he's got this jug of water. He doesn't need it anymore.
0: I mean, is he? If does he have it? Does he have a death wish here? I mean, why? Why are you nitpicking these little bits and pieces of the movie?
1: Nitpicking. I mean, this is clearly a masterpiece. It's in the IMDb top two hundred and fifty. You're very high on it, and I you said I was very high on it. I obviously did not get this film, and you obviously did with all your wisdom. So I'm just trying to sort of gauge, like, what did I miss? What did I miss? <laughs> and. <laughs> I want you to fill in the blanks. So, yeah.
0: Does he have a death wish here? I just don't think he cares anymore. I don't think I care anymore. Oh, okay. Final <laughs> thoughts?
1: Okay. So, I mean, he tries to drink from a tap, so I'm guessing he wants to live still.
0: He, eats, he gets to the gas station. He munches down some ice. He needs he needs the water, wherever, wherever he can get it, but not enough. He passes out. Doesn't talk to the doctor who, who
1: picks him up. Can I just say... The muteness of this opening.
0: I think I saw it was like 25 minutes that he doesn't speak.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Felt like an hour. It doesn't have a good enough payoff. Okay, that's probably my issue with it. That when he does start speaking, it's just like, oh, cool, he's he's uh, speaking now. Why wasn't he speaking before?
0: I feel like so. I've obviously mentioned this is a this is a slow burn for me, and he does start talking, and then he gets you know a little bit more involved as he goes along. And when you find out that, you know when it gets to the payoff at the end, I think that when you finally figure out what all this is about, I'll get to my thoughts at that point. I don't want to get I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. We'll do it. We'll do it in a breakdown fashion. Okay, sure. So his brother Walter gets a here. Call. Let's call him Walt, shall we?
1: We shall call him
0: Walt, <laughs>
1: Walton Trav
0: with his uh, his wife Anne, who is uh is Not French? pleased, not pleased. Yeah, she's also French. French. Yeah, she is France. They also drop the word Hunter here. Like, we'll tell. Should we tell Hunter the truth? Right? Like, like who, who is this Hunter? Not too sure yet. When did you realize that it was his son? I mean, pretty early <laughs> on. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Walt obviously. drives down to this Tlingua. And you get a quick shot of him stopping at the gas station, looking at a map. Okay, now and it to stop here, and it goes to Man, they had it bad back in the days. Like we're just like, ah, Google Maps just tell us all the way to go now.
1: Oh yeah, the <laughs> like. Gee, I mean, I remember having a Melways, which is Melbourne.
0: Um, yeah, um, ways, a directory I guess. for just the yeah, the, yeah just road map. The city of Melbourne. Yeah,
1: in the car, and yeah, you just can't imagine now. Oh, it's a nightmare. Ugh. Anyway, Walt.
0: Walt talk to the doctor. This guy is uh, openly and blatantly trying to blackmail Walt for more information.
1: Yeah. I so, wish well, he'd just come out and say it. Like, he's yeah. so beats around the bush.
0: It's like, mate, come just, on. We know what about, you're doing.
1: Listen, you want his possessions? You want me to give you information?
0: Pay me this much? So, yeah, you left this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got a, a small laugh out of the fact that, you know, Travis is just, he's down and out. he passes out. He doesn't want to speak to anyone. The doc- doctor doesn't, he doesn't say anything to the doctor. Next shot of him is just back in his suit, walking the walking the earth again.
1: Yeah, I like the line. Just going back to the doctor. I like the line because he throws it in and it's not mentioned again. Where the doctor asked Walt if he had been ever been in a car wreck. Okay, you didn't pick up on that. What's what's this in reference to? His burnt body. Oh wow. Okay, no. I didn't pick up. A- I didn't Cuz I I heard the line and Walt just like ignores it and keeps talking and I was like, "Oh wow, so he must have like scarring all over his body." And then when you get to the end story, that makes yeah, complete sense. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's that's great. see. That's a thing where you find a lot of information at the end of this movie once well, now that we're talking about the start of this movie, a lot of this stuff um, makes sense.
1: Yeah, reminding you of
0: things that you didn't ever think about. Sure, no, cuz I wasn't thinking about that reason. So good payoff then. A better payoff. <laughs> Extra half star. Thank you very much, Dean. What's that put it at? One and (laughs) a half. Definitely not. (laughs)
1: okay but now as you as you alluded to before we get travis walking in a field again and let's talk about some coincidences in this film hendo i mean he's just walking like cutting across roads and fields. it's not like he's walking down a road Mm. and walt pulls up and you could argue okay it's a small town it's probably not many roads probably fair enough he sees him he is just walking fields how the fuck does walt find him
0: yeah this is uh this is a bit of a stretch in believability and it's not just the it's not the only time it happens. In this no, place. the train tracks as well. Yeah, the train wow, tracks. Wow, he knows how to find this guy pretty quickly. Really does. Where was this sleuthing ability four years ago? Oh, I thought you meant our time. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? No, not our time. Their time, Hendo. I don't know. Maybe he's uh, he's upped his sleuthing game. So did, did
1: did you think he had amnesia when he's just like, don't you recognize me? I'm your brother. No, I didn't. You didn't think he had. You didn't think no. he had any memory loss. No. Do you think he had memory loss now? No, I think he had a fair bit of memory loss.
0: No, I don't. I don't think he did. I think so. I think he's gone through a traumatic experience and yeah, he suppressed, he's, he's, yeah, he's suppressed it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Suppressed. Okay. Good. Suppressed memories. Memory and loss. also because I knew, you, I knew up. a general plot. I knew a general plot of this film, so I didn't. What?
1: Yeah. Why? I thought you knew nothing about this film.
0: No, I know it's about a man who walked the desert. Yes. And, and comes back to his life. Yes. Yeah. What's that got to do with memory? Because I knew it didn't have anything to do with memory loss.
1: Well, it's not like, all right, the plot of this film is about a man who walks through the desert. By the way, there's nothing to have memory loss. Because
0: generally, it would be a man who lost his memory is walking the desert. It's just a man who's walking the desert, comes back to his life to learn about love and loss and all that sort of bullshit. Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) It's the smartest thing you've said all day, Hendo. (laughs) So, Walt... I I don't understand this guy here. Leaves Travis in in the motel. He's like, I'm gonna go get some stuff and I'll be back. What are you doing, man? So dumb. What do you think is is gonna happen? It's so
1: obvious to everyone what is about to happen. This guy is someone who does not want to be found, who has been walking the earth for four
0: years. He's so reluctant to get in the car with him. You see him like we're like, come on, get in the car, get in the car, Travis. And he keeps looking away like should I just keep walking? Yeah. Am I going to do this? No, no. He, he he gives in and, and gets in the car. There. Dumb, dumb move, Walt. You don't leave Travis alone. Or maybe you do because you know exactly where he's going to be if you are calling to Walt. Mm, fair point. Must be his fancy map he's got.
1: Says he wants to get him shoes, which is fair because his whatever they are, they're not shoes anymore. <laughs> they're not. Uh, look terrible he turns a shower on, surely you'd want a shower. Although, can I mean, you he imagine- hasn't had a shower in four years. I mean, it? are we are we really going with that? He's just walked for four years. Is that what we're going with? He's walked it, it, for four years. It's definitely felt Same like suit. that.
0: Same suit. It's definitely felt like that. No
1: shower in four years. I don't know. He doesn't have a four-year beard, does
0: he? Maybe that is his four-year beard. It's not his four-year It year would year be beard. my four-year he beard. He looks like a hairy man. No, it would not be your four-year beard. No, mine would be a bit bigger than that. Because <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> Very good. And uh, he finds him again. Plot twist. <laughs> Here's where we learn a bit more, though, where we got Walt, who's calling Hunter, who turns out, obviously, to be Travis's son. Very casually just being like, well, it's it's your father. Yeah. Like, hey, I found, I found your dad. It's like- Wow. You, f- May- you feel like- uh,
1: Maybe don't tell him that over the phone.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things they do. It's weird. They do a lot of things over the phone where it's like, in our time now, it's like, why are you doing it like that? Where back then, this is the only line of communication he's going to have for a while. Like, I think it's probably better to actually call him on the phone and say, here, I've got this coming, buckle up, rather than showing up like, hey, here's your dad, right in front of you. It's like preparing him, whereas we probably do it on a mobile phone or through no, other different means. No, if you want to
1: prepare him, you tell, the, you tell Anne to tell him in person and monitor him. What if he just gets up and fucks off? He's not going to do that. How would you know?
0: I mean, he does it later. He's a hunter. <laughs> he does yeah, it
1: later. exactly. <laughs> anyway, Trav gets a uh, a shave, leaves his filthy moustache, of course. You didn't like the filthy moustache? Nah, I hate the filthy moustache. <laughs> the moustache
0: only look is not a good look. Unless you're Henry Cavill in Fallout. Nah, it's never a good look. Oh, you book. didn't even like the Henry Cavill moustache? Nah, come on. Come on. Lose the moustache. So
1: here's a problem. Walt is not an exciting character. Maybe exciting is not the right word. That's I mean, why is. they sideline him? But he's he's the film. not interesting. Walt is not interesting. No, the story's not about Walt. He's, he's and yet the, one the first half, half an hour we just get him like, hey, what's going on? Where have you been? Give me some answers, please. Yeah, like he's, he's just not, he's, he's carrying not the, the entire conversation, but he's and not he's the boring. Guy.
0: He's not the guy we're looking for. We're not looking. We're not looking at his story. We're not paying attention to Walt and think, oh, what's this guy? What's this character? Who's this person? We're intrigued about Travis. He's us. Walt is us talking to Travis. We are more invested in what Travis's problem is and what is going on here. We don't care about Walt. I mean,
1: I that's, don't care about Travis honestly, at this point. That's
0: why the Walt and Anne story just disappears two thirds of this film. Do I have a story? Yeah, they had a story about Hunter. Is they feel like Hunter is their son now, and like and it's oh, like, that's right, we got that argument in bed. Yeah, and that, and I, I still don't even know how I feel about that. How we have this, we we get these two characters who start to develop their story. Where oh, I thought this was going to go down the route of like Hunter is their son. Like, what are they going to do now that he's left? Are they going to try and treat it as Hunter is our son? We want to keep him here, but why has Walt gone out of his way to? like shoved down their throats that Travis is his father and stuff like that. But as soon as Travis and Hunter leave and they have their last scene, like, oh, they're they're gone. Okay. You never see him again. It's like, well, okay. So that storyline didn't really uh, come up. It's it's not about, it's not about these two in the end. Thank
1: you. I was just going to say, it's not about them, Hendo. No,
0: which is perfectly fine.
1: We do get a reaction from Trav here, though. He does a slow cry here where Walt is talking to him at the diner and asks about, uh, you know, do you remember your son? Yeah. Do you remember Jane? Do you remember what happened? I thought Harry Dean Stanton was good in this scene. I think Harry Dean Stanton is pretty good in this movie. I think he's probably well cast. Uh, But? I mean, he's well cast, but the character is not, you know,
0: a charismatic character. There's also a lot of points where he's not even a likable character. He's not a fun character. He does some he does some questionable things where I'm like, man, am I supposed to like you, Travis? Like what? Like fucking off with Hunter without telling them? It's his son. Yeah, but looking back on it, Anne and Walt had him for four years and treated him like a son. He's been there for like a week, took off with him, and then doesn't have the courtesy to actually call them himself. Gets Hunter to call them. and know you call them. You call them and tell them. Uh, and then and then when Hunter's like, what do I say? Just hang on the phone. Let's get out of here. Let's go.
1: So is that your biggest problem with the character of Trav?
0: Yeah, I feel like that Walt's gone out of his way to help him out here, and he's he doesn't really respect him enough to talk to him about it all. Mm. What's your biggest issue with the character? Is it mean, because he didn't talk for 25 minutes?
1: No, nah, it's because he did start talking. <laughs>
0: Wow, would you want him to be quiet the whole time? <laughs> no,
1: it's. I mean, we'll get to it later. But yes, yeah, he's not. A, he's not a good person. Yeah, yeah, is it because
0: of his his backstory, from his past, past? Yeah, indiscretion. Yeah, that'd be frustrating when you want to try and get on a plane with him to head home as quick as possible, and he kicks up such a ruckus that you can't get on there. You got to drive.
1: Hold on, you don't even talk about the first time he speaks.
0: Oh, completely missed that line. Sorry. It's all right, it was pretty forgettable. Paris. Paris. Yep. Right. so I didn't I didn't I didn't didn't realise I wasn't too sure if they were gonna make the uh the Paris France joke in this. I mean, obviously they were going to. Well, the movie hadn't really shown there was gonna be a comedy in the first half an hour here. Didn't know if they were gonna go that route. I feel like the title of this film is like a joke. Paris, Texas. Yeah. And they do that a lot too. Yes. And what's with him uh needing to have the exact same car when they get back in there? Yeah,
1: inconsistent, like it's I mean, I don't want to speak out of term, but it's sort of yeah, you know, reminds me of like a yeah, you know, an autistic trait here.
0: It definitely some sort of like O C D type of thing yeah. as well. When you see it later on when he's like polishing all the shoes and he lines them all up as, yeah. as neat as possible, but it's never yeah, I mean, mentioned? Is that where it ends? I don't think anything like that happens again. Yeah, not that I can think of right mm, now. Disappointing. You wanted more I mean, I would just like it to be consistent. Okay. Yeah, I agree. No, we get a little bit of a road trip here on the way home. What do we find out about this Paris, Texas here, that he bought the lot? He's got a land in Paris, Texas. He's got land in Paris, Texas. Because he was to understand that his mother and father conceived him in Paris, Texas. Yeah, I don't get that. Why is anyone interested in that? I mean, he is. He wants to buy a block of land. Maybe that's an area that he, he was- like. Is the
1: block of land the exact place it happened? I don't think they say that. So it's just the town. I think so. He wants to live in the town where he was conceived. I don't
0: even think he wants to live in the town. I just think he wants to own a piece of the town that he was conceived in.
1: So he doesn't want to end up in Paris, Texas? I don't think doesn't so. Doesn't he say he wants to go to Paris?
0: He wants to go see it. But he's seen it before. Has he? I mean, he's bought it and it's his photo. Maybe saw it four years ago. He can't remember much from four years ago now. Oh, so he has lost his memory. I mean, there's a bit of a, dif- bit of a difference between losing your memory and taking a picture of a block of land that you saw four years ago. I mean, how would you forget it? You've got a picture. Picture of it. Maybe he wants to
1: see it in person. It's what it's what brings him back to the land of the talking Hendo.
0: Yeah, that is weird. That that's the reason why. Hmm. Anyway, he gets back home.
1: Like he's- maybe should that have been like a location, like a key location in his backstory when he talks to Jane? Like maybe they lived in Paris, Texas.
0: Yeah, but then what would need to? What would know that? Like he's like Paris. Oh, Paris, Texas. Oh, yeah, where you guys lived. I
1: don't know. I'm just yeah. trying to. Like it
0: needed some more, more uh, weight to it. I feel like, yeah, this whole Paris, Texas situation, which is the name of the goddamn movie, yeah, I think it needed it to be a bit more developed. Yes. Yeah, but back to Walt and Anne's home. And I feel like, and I don't think this is a stretch, I feel like this is where the the story and the movie starts to uh, progress a bit better now, when we, the introduction to Hunter and the whole storyline of Travis is your father and the uh, the relationship that these two start to get together.
1: Okay, so I think this film is clearly in three parts, yeah? Oh, 100%. 33% each. So you got the... The part before they get to the Hunter house, you got the Hunter house, and you got the peep show scene, basically. Sorry. The, You've got the, the
0: first road trip, the part where they're not on the road trip, and then the second road trip to see Jane. Yeah.
1: How would you rate the three parts?
0: Uh, one, two, three. That's the parts. It's part one, part two, and part three.
1: Is that your rating? Oh, you want me to rank them? No, rate them. Rank Actually, them. yeah, you can rank them.
0: Oh, three, two, one. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> I mean, who's isn't three, two, one? I don't know. You have some odd opinions on this film. I'm t- I don't think it's a stretch to say that it, almost everyone. Are you enjoying opinions. the film at this point? I was intrigued as what was going on. I want to know why is Travis like this. So what you like the film at like- this point? I am invested in wanting to know what has happened. Love the way you you know dodge the question there. I mean, what do you want me to say? I said it's a slow burn at the start. There's a difference between liking something and being intrigued as to what happens later, which encapsulates my likeness for the film. Sure. I like where I think this is going. How about that?
1: Where did you think it was going? <laughs> Vague. (laughs) Vague is correct. Okay, so we get some weird lines from Trav here. How long have I been gone? Four years. Okay, fair enough. If, as you say, he's literally walked for four years, which I mean, is ridiculous. he doesn't ridiculous. have a phone. He doesn't okay. have a date. It's ridiculous. But let's say he's walked for four years. Okay, that makes sense, asking how long. But his response to that is, is that long?
0: He's out of touch with reality.
1: I mean, that's past out of touch with reality. That's
0: <sighs> that's so far gone. That's so far gone he is. He's not. He hasn't interacted with virtually anyone in these last four years. Is four years long to walk. Yeah, it's pretty long. Yeah, fair walk. Yeah. Where do you think he went? What do you mean? He's walking the earth.
1: Like just town to town? You can't just find desert the whole time.
0: I mean, it appears that he was in Los Angeles to start with because that's where he drops Hunter off. And now he's across the other side of America. It's a two-day car ride back home.
1: So you think a two-day car ride would be a four-year walk?
0: I don't think he's walked continuously that way he's probably gone up and down left and right who knows but he's definitely a long way away from where he was initially
1: have you ever done a long car ride hendo
0: what's long more than a day yeah where'd you go when i was young we drove to queensland how many days is that two two days i, I reckon two. i
1: could walk to queensland in four years
0: i reckon no, i could I mean, if you're, you know stopping every once in a while
1: i mean no there's no stops except for tap water apparently
0: ice and ice. the occasional doctor visit <laughs> the occasional pass out you
1: know, you can type in locations on like Google Maps.
0: I was about to say, do not you
1: find and you out can, how long it
0: takes to walk from one side actually... of America to the other? How long? Just just look up how long to walk from Los Angeles to New York. Go for that. You never need to Google Map that. Just just Google actually Google that.
1: <laughs> so you said a two day car ride right was Queensland. So I looked how long to walk from here to Queensland, in Melbourne to Queensland, basically eighteen days.
0: Okay, four years. Come on. I didn't say he walked from Melbourne to Queensland. Okay, let's go Los Angeles. Two,
1: not Queensland. That's ridiculous. New York, thirty-eight days.
0: Maybe went back and forth a
1: couple of times. That is ridiculous. You're still going with he walked non-stop for four years. Yeah. No, he didn't walk
0: non-stop. He didn't go day and night. Okay, he's probably done a couple. Well, he doesn't of- sleep. Why? What? Yeah. You don't think he stops? You don't think he stops to rest? Yeah. Do you think he actually just walked nonstop 24 he hours sleep. a day? You don't think he- He doesn't sleep. You don't think he- You think he walked 24 hours a day nonstop? No, I'm making fun of you because you think that. No, I don't think that. Yes, you do. No, I don't. I know what you think. I don't remember saying, oh, he's been worki- He's been walking 24 hours a day. You're changing your he's tune a robot.
1: because you realize how ridiculous no, you sound. You,
0: I think you're focusing on one key little scene here. It's like- <laughs> Oh, what, what he, he's just that? been walking.
1: What key scene is that? Oh,
0: the one that happened before the, the movie. Entire plot no. of the film. <laughs> oh, no, no scene that the, the the shot that happened before the start of the movie. Thirty-eight days. I think you started watching this film, heard the fact that he'd been walking for four years. Like, oh, this is this is ludicrous. This movie's shit. I don't even care what happens anymore. He couldn't do that. That's not true at all. Oh, that's right. You, you read the plot summary. Like, four years. Fuck this. Why would I read a plot summary of that's a film true. I'm about to watch?
1: That is ludicrous.
0: You watch you watch the first scene where he's walking Why do you along? read a
1: plot summary? Like you're not trying to get sold on the film. We have to watch it. You're like, oh I know. I'll read a plot summary.
0: I want to know what I'm getting myself into. You just So sp- I don't spend so I don't spend half the movie going, What's going on? I don't understand what's happening. I've got an idea of what's happening.
1: You need an idea. Where are we up to? Let's go to the dinner table, shall we? Okay. Trav doesn't remember flying to Dallas with Jane. Okay. More signs of memory loss here? Or do you disagree with that too?
0: Dude, it's been so long. There's gonna be things he forgets. <laughs> That dude, is I mean, somewhat aggressive. I mean, Mendo. I mean, you I'm forget, not sure you forget, you I like forget, your tone. You forget things that happened last week. Do you have some? Do you have some serious memory loss? Yes. I don't think it's that. I think you just forget. Otherwise, no. <laughs> you're loss. talking about memory loss like it's a disease he has, where he just it's not he a purposely forgets things. It's not a disease. It's something we live with, Hendo. So you say he has memory losses. Why? Why, why do you keep bringing this up? Because you said he didn't. No, because I feel like you're saying like uh, he's had a problem where he's had he's like a like a Leonard Shelby where he's had an accident where he's got short-term memory loss, things like that. No.
1: Uh, I did not ever mention Memento for those wondering who the that. hell Leonard Shelby is. But
0: you're, uh, the way you're talking, you're talking like he's had some issue where he's he's got permanent memory loss. is that permanent. It comes back clearly. I've uh, seen the film. All right. I can't wait for your final thoughts. Why? Right.
1: Anyway, how good's the scene when Trav's waiting for Hunter at the school? Oh, that's that's so heartbreaking
0: when he's waiting for him and he just looks and he's like, nah, and just goes off. Like, goes
1: with his friend. Oh,
0: mate. That yeah. was rough.
1: That was the first moment I felt for Trav.
0: But you can see he doesn't have any self-confidence anyway, this Travis guy. When he's out there polishing his boots and he has this idea and he goes out to the front and he says, hey, why don't I go pick up Hunter from school today? That He might like that. And Hunter clearly doesn't want to do this. And rather than Travis say something like, oh, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. He literally says, no, no, I don't want to. I don't want to anymore. It's okay. It's fine. I don't want to. Like He really becomes just disheveled and sucks back into himself. Like yeah. I felt that was a very odd way to respond to that.
1: Why? I I feel like if you're trying to connect with your son- Are you going to argue everything here? If you're trying to connect with your son who you haven't seen in four years and you're like thinking, hey, maybe he would like walking home from school with me and then suggesting it and the kid just like, awkward as fuck, and understandably so, being like, nah, I I don't want to do it. Of course you'd be like, oh, no, I don't want to do it then. If he doesn't want to, then I don't want to.
0: No, he doesn't, he's speaking to Anne at this point. When he's got his head and he's like, no, no, I don't want to, I don't want to. Instead of saying, no, no, that's okay, that's fine. Because she's
1: trying to force the issue and he's like, no, seriously, stop. I think
0: it's because he has little social interaction in the last four years that he doesn't know how to respond to a situation like that.
1: I think that's a perfectly reasonable response to that situation. I disagree.
0: This is the first time Hunter calls him dad as well when he's watching the home videos. We start to see the look in Travis's eye that he can he still he still pines over Jane with the love that he shows when he sees the videos of them, you know, being a couple. Hunter's really starting to turn on Travis here. We're starting to... He's not turning on him. He's... Oh,
1: my God. No, I mean, like, he's he's getting some affection for him.
0: Yes, that's what I mean. He
1: said he was turning on him.
0: Are you serious? I feel like you're turning on me now. Oh, I am. That's not the same thing. (laughs) You're just waiting every little... You're not even talking about the movie anymore. (laughs) What did you think of Anne in this film?
1: The French lady?
0: Yeah, Walt's wife.
1: I mean, I think she's has her own identity, Hendo. She's not just Walt's
0: wife. And she's also just not the French one. Well, she is French. <laughs> but she's also Walt's wife.
1: She's more easier to remember as the, the only non-American more, in this film. I think
0: she's more identifiable as Anne.
1: That's better, Hendo. Yeah. I'm glad you finally... Becoming progressive.
0: Hence why I said, What do you think what of her? What do I Anne? think
1: of her? She's I mean, she's weirdly affectionate towards oh, that's exactly what I was Is going that to say. really where yeah. you were going? I was like, are they are they like setting up some weird plot line where Travis is gonna fall for Anne here? Yeah,
0: I thought that she was just She's, she's, like, all over him at points like, as well. stop are. giving him those gentle kisses. Yeah. It's weird. That's where I thought I was going to go. Like, is this going to be a, a fair kind of thing? I had no idea. That would have uh, been, been
1: weird. But except, except for the kiss moments, like, it, it really doesn't seem... You know, like you I couldn't see in a fair storyline happening it was just I'm glad it didn't I think it was just like a oh she's French this is what Europeans are like
0: oh good I'm glad we're on the same page on uh, one thing in this film hopefully we can continue that
1: kind of sad Trav looking through the magazine for a father and the uh the help is like what, which father? It's like no, nah, just any father. What do fathers look like?
0: Yeah, he's talking. He's talking to the maid. Yeah, yeah. They must be really rich. Their house looks mint, and they have <laughs> a maid. Yeah. well, he no. Well, Walt's spoken about how he's the one that does all the billboards. He does all the advertising.
1: A lot of money in that. I reckon there would be in the eighties. He, do, he does. He does the advertising.
0: Don't you remember that?
1: Could you call him
0: in a madman? <laughs> <laughs> Twenty years later. Yeah. Uh, sure. Sure. Gee, Anne and Walter talking a bit too loud in bed here. Where they're basically. Talking about Hunter and how uh, you know we knew he's not his, we knew he's not our son. We knew this the whole time, and Hunter's just sitting there like, no, no wonder Hunter goes to leave as well. Like that's one of the last things he hears from them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's obviously not what you want to hear. No, he would be feeling a bit lost and.
0: Lacking identity at this point. But you were mentioning the maid before, talking about how he should dress as a father. And you get snap cut to him in this pimp white suit. Yes. <laughs> I laugh. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it looks,
1: yeah, comically <laughs> yeah. silly.
0: Um, but Hunter loves it.
1: Yeah. He's just like, oh, and what he says to his friend, like, oh, I've got two dads. Uh, like. Uh, oh you're so lucky it's like a positive thing yeah. you know what I mean
0: like it's but not being still, ridiculed but he's still not 100% clear on what's going on he's like eh, that's my dad's brother but he's my dad he's like you got two days uh, I don't know just lucky I guess yeah exactly that's good good yeah. response it is
1: well, I, I like Hunter by the way I think he's oh. a good kid
0: I, I also think the, the actor himself is really good yeah. as well. I think he actually grew up to be a director for some films as well. So he stayed in the film in the film industry. Really? Yes. His real name is Hunter. I really? I men- mentioned him at the start. His real name is Hunter. Hunter Carson. Huh. So he is.
1: I think maybe it's a stretch to call him a director. Well, he directed films, didn't he? He directed an 11-minute short in 2004, and he also co-directed a film in
0: 2015, which is unrated. I mean, it's like porn. See, all I heard then was you saying he directed, and then he directed. So, I feel like, I feel like that classifies as a director. <laughs> the film he co-directed stars Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I like their walk down the road on the different sides of the the track, I guess. A little playful at the start when he starts turning around and, and like backwards walking behind the bus. Yeah. And I love where that ends up, where at the end of like when they're heading up to the, the top of the road, they get they, they cross the road together and they're walking together as a as a single unit. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. We start to learn more about Jane here as well.
1: Yeah, Hunter says he feels like she's still alive. He can feel her walking and talking.
0: Okay. Did you think she was alive? Yes. I also thought she was alive. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Why? Do you actually not? Did you know? Okay, so you actually knew zero about this movie. Is that correct? Are you, am I correct in that uh, assumption there? Yes. Okay.
1: What, what? Okay. So what did you know? Did this? Did the plot give away that they visit Jane?
0: No, I I know about the two way mirror scene. Really? Yes.
1: Oh, you knew you knew heaps about this film then.
0: Wow. I think you have the short term memory loss. I mentioned it at the end of last week's episode. The only thing I know about. Paris, Texas is because I saw Cinefix had several times the two-way mirror scene. Really? Yeah. I didn't know what the context was it, but I know there was a two-way mirror scene. Interesting. Yeah. But Jane used to call every once in a while about Hunter, but she stopped doing that after a while and sends money once a month. On the same day every month? Yes. In Houston. What a chore! What if it's a Sunday? Banks aren't open on Sundays. Yeah. So how's she sending the money? God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, so Travis mentions he's going to head off to go see Jane to Hunter, and Hunter wants to tag along. And Travis lets him, without a word, let's get in the car and go right now. It's like, wow, okay, this is where it's going to go from here. we got the next road trip, the better road trip.
1: It is better, but we're literally comparing it to the first road trip, so... That's
0: a good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said before, Travis gets Hunter to call Walt and Ann on the payphone. Yep, okay, that's the end of them, basically. They're done. Yep. Good. Okay, how ridiculous... Is it that we're we talking about more coincidences? Let me guess. You're saying it's such a coincidence that Hunter fell asleep at the bank and then he woke up and she's right there in front of him. How
1: ridiculous is Travis letting Hunter ride in the Ute tray?
0: Eh, so unsafe. The eighties, whatever. No one cared back then. Okay. How ridiculous is it that they wake up and she's right there? <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: What are the odds? That they're following a red car and there's two identical red cars in front of them. I think it's
0: like, yeah, it's that one. Sure. It's fate. They failed. they picked the right one. But now they wind
1: up following this car to a. I mean, I've written brothel. I wrote brothel. Is it a brothel? That they don't
0: pay for it. Like, you can't. No. Yeah, there's no option for more. It's like they're. It's just a peep show. Yeah, it's a peep show. So it's not a brothel. And I. Like I said, I knew about a two-way mirror scene. I didn't know any. I hadn't. I, I couldn't remember what it looked like or what it was about. Watching this scene where you've got Harry Dean Stanton, Travis. Not you. Don't see what he's looking at. He he's essentially he's got his eyes closed, looking down, just listening to her, which is, is exactly what we're doing. He's finally hearing her voice. We're not. We haven't seen her yet.
1: Oh, you mean us as the audience? Yeah. I thought you meant you and me right now. No. <laughs> I was gonna be like, dude, I'm looking right at you. <laughs>
0: I think I think it's it works well where we're experiencing exactly what he's experiencing to the point where or he just wants to listen to her and he's getting already he's already getting emotional from hearing her voice, just like that. Hmm. And then when he finally looks up and sees her and then we see her at, at the exact same time. I yeah. thought I thought that was a great use of basically following what he's doing.
1: Yeah. I really like this scene. I've written possible excellence.
0: Yeah, this was definitely the high point so far.
1: Oh, without a doubt. And honestly, I'm so glad this scene happened because, I mean, there was no scene that was mm-hmm. even close to uh, being able to be called the best scene.
0: I said before that in terms of the acts on a, you know, 3 2 1 scale, it could honestly be like a 6 5 1 scale, honestly. Like the, the first two thirds of this movie build up what is eventually going to be a huge final act for me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yes, I agree. And I and you're, but the thing is, you're so incredibly low on, especially the first act of this film. Whereas me, I was, I was never bored. I was just intrigued as to where this was going. And for me, it definitely pays off. Okay.
1: Well, we're not at your final thoughts yet, Hendo. Uh. Kind of perverse, some of the stuff he's asking her here. I think he's in an unfair position of power here, whereas he knows who he is and who she is, and she doesn't.
0: But how else is he going to get to her? He tried to actually go up and speak to her face to face, and he got uh, sent away.
1: Yeah, that's fine. But in this scene, he's asking like what she does for her work and how far she'll go and stuff, and I was like, "Who the fuck are
0: you?" Well, I to guess be we sitting there. Well, we do find out he's aggressive tendencies later on and how he used to treat her, I mean, the fact that he's coming back to that, is that a surprise? He's just like, how much
1: extra money do you make on the side? I was like, Jesus, back
0: off. Do you think she would have recognized his voice earlier or is it the fact that it's been four years?
1: I mean, apparently she hears his voice on every customer. So maybe-
0: Is that what she's just got her voice setting set to? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I love the added touch where he covers the phone so he can sniff away his tears or his snotty nose, whatever it is. He should have just laughed it at sniff away <laughs> tears. <laughs> that sounded <of> better.
1: <laughs> um, but no, we uh, we end this peep show, and we he gets back in the car, and Hunter's like, she was in there, wasn't she? He nods. Yeah, no follow ups.
0: No, can't talk about it right now. Does the kid know
1: what sort of place that was? No. Isn't he curious why he can't go in? They've spent this whole trip trying to find her. Oh, she's just in that building. Yeah. Okay, let's go back. <laughs>
0: Well, the fact he isn't speaking to him about it, maybe he knows that there was some, you know, emotional baggage there. But they stop in at a bar, and you know. He mentions Paris, Texas again to Hunter about the land. Let's move on from there. Gets a little drunk. I mean, can't be driving after that. So let's uh, wait till the next day. Leaves him a recorded message.
1: Yeah, let's get to the recorded message.
0: What would you make of this? See, again, it's, just, it's like... He's leaving him again. Again, yeah, I know. You don't have to leave him. Like, he seems to leave a lot of people and just think it's okay. What's his plan now? To walk the earth again? He's already seen it. He's had four years. I mean, he knows that he can't be a family. And we, we at this point, we don't know why. We find out soon. But he knows that he can't have this life, like husband, wife, child. He's more about... You know, identifying his lost love and reuniting his mum with his son.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is some good lines here. Um, He says that uh, he was hoping he could show him that he was his father. Instead, you showed me I was. That's a really good line. That was a really good line.
0: Ah, that is great. And Hunter just... Hunter's so accepting, this kid. Ah, he's a great kid. Stays in that room. Whatever. I'll just chill here. But Travis heads back to have his, his talk with Jane. Which is my...
1: Excellent!
0: I mean, obviously. I mean, doesn't this have to be everyone's?
2: Excellent!
1: I'd be very curious if anyone liked this film and this isn't their favourite scene.
0: I mean, I have seen this film and I've put it on, I logged on to Letterboxd and the quick reviews I've seen on there is literally just this scene, this scene, oh my God, this scene. That's why
1: I said before, it just felt like they had this one good idea about this scene, which is, and they and they tried to write a movie around which it.
0: Which is fascinating when you realise that it wasn't.
1: Yeah, I know they're writing the script as this movie goes, which is ridiculous. But
0: this, yeah, this scene's just just outshines the rest of the film. I mean, the way it's, there's everything about the scene: the performances, the way it's shot, the lighting, the build-up. Yep, the, the back and forth of the two-way mirror and how it's positioned. The fact that you know Travis isn't looking at her when he speaks about it, and so you essentially have him looking at us with her looking at us as well. The, fo- the actual revelation, because we never go into Jane's room until she realizes that it's him. Mm. And I think that is fantastic. And the fact that you can't see him in the two way mirror it's her looking back on herself as well when she's looking at it yeah well said hendo thank you and then the big one shot where again it's reversed now where she's turned the light off and now you can see travis and now it's her looking away from him looking at us while you've got travis also looking our way where she's talking about her like her part of the story now too yeah it's such a perfect parallel between the two of them this whole scene is just it elevates this film so much like i was somewhat enjoying this film as I was going along, Did you enjoy the right word. Yeah, I was in, I was enjoying it. I was intrigued at what was happening at the start. I was curious as to where this was going. I started to enjoy the relationship between Travis and Hunter as we went along, and it builds to this this climax here with this this brilliant scene that oh like you talk about. I think we have mentioned questions previously about is there any movies that just get better and better as the movie gets along and peaks at the end? <sighs> I mean, come on! I mean, is this it? It gets better and better, but
1: it starts at a zero, that's not the slowly plods to a one, then a one and a half, and then like a
0: nine. that. Like that's, so by definition, the movie gets better and better as it gets along yeah, and, okay. and culminates yeah. with the best part.
1: It gets better and better, but it's terrible until the end. That's not what the question was.
0: Yeah. So yes. it Yes. Yeah, answer my question. Thank you.
1: Yes. It gets better and better. That's not a hot take on this film, Endo. It's a fantastic set. Oh, it is. 100%. And Harry Dean Stanton, he's deliver- his, like, he's real just straight faced- Delivery of, like, really horrific stuff he's talking about. Yeah. And, like, the way he's talking about himself, like, he is oh. a bad guy. Yeah, and he knows it. Like, tying a cowbell to her. So, he could hear So, her. he would hear it. I was like, God, this guy is just a psycho. Like, he's the worst. And then you sort of see her and she's, like, still, like, madly infatuated
0: with this guy. Yeah. But she knew that she had to get away from this relationship. I mean, it sounds
1: like- like even after the cowbell stuff, then they have the hunter, and you see the the video and stuff, and you see that they do have. There is moments where it appears they have a normal family life here. Yeah, but she just hates having a kid.
0: So like she, it's, yeah, it's
1: she, yeah, she has it's her bag so too. It's not like his behavior is what caused them to split.
0: No, it was more so. she, it's she, she didn't, she didn't, want, didn't her, want to be a mother. She, yeah, but now it's four years on, and she's she's essentially grown up or had time to think about her choices and experiences as what he has. That's why he's gone on this four-year bender of a walk. Yeah, it's a very interesting story. It's self-reflection. I mean, yes,
1: and I love Self-reflection. Yes, you do. So obviously, I was eating this shit up. Like there was no <laughs> yes. tomorrow. This
0: this scene was amazing. All right, but Jane goes to see Hunter. And they embrace. Hunter's just so accepting. Just walks straight up and just hugs her. It's fantastic. Of course he is. Travis is watching from a distance. He sees everything's going to plan. He gets in the car and drives off. And that's Paris, Texas. It is. Any last words? All right, Dean. What's your final thoughts on Paris, Texas?
1: Listen, I don't hate it as much as you might think.
0: I mean, you as like as is the movie. It started off at its lowest point, and you definitely increased as the movie went along. This is a two and a half hour movie. I thought you were going to say it's a two and a half star film. I'm like what? It's way too long. Okay.
1: I felt the runtime. I don't care about this character at all. They. I don't care about any. I. I like the relationship building. Uh, yeah, the building between Hunter and Travis. That is clearly the best stuff until this last scene. And I say best stuff, really, it's the only stuff, right? The start of this film was horrendous. That doctor scene, I was just like, oh, my fucking God, this film better get better. And then you get Walt just trying to carry the first half of this film. And it's just <laughs> like, I'm just watching this like, how is this so well liked? How? How? I did not get it. And I'm watching, and watching, I'm and watching. And it's like, okay, they're at the house still super slow still super slow they leave i'm like okay this is just ridiculous then we get that scene and i was like oh how good is this first peep show scene then we get the good one like the best one and it's like okay this is why this is why people love this film this is an amount how long is this scene go for is it 10 minutes at least yeah it's an amazing scene i cannot forgive the rest of the film though i can't okay two and a half stars
0: two and a half all right um pleasantly surprised at that rating by you there based on how we were having multiple arguments through the majority of this I'm surprised you land on two and a half okay I'm much more higher on this film than you I was never bored or sitting on what the fuck is going on what the fuck is going on I'm sitting on okay this film is in the top 250 for a reason I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt it is a slow burn I was I was intrigued I wasn't I wasn't sitting there going, oh, this is boring. I can't fucking stand this. I was sitting there going, okay, there's a reason why this is happening. I want to know why this guy, Travis, has been doing this for four years. I'm not sitting there going, oh, Walt's annoying. What's going on? We're trying to follow him. I know we're not following him. We're centered on Travis, not Walt. Walt is us in that story. And then it gets into the second act and it starts to increase more. I love the relationship that they all have here, Travis and Hunter, and their build and their progression as they realize, you know, father and son and they're trying to recoup that that love and that relationship there. I think that is working very well throughout this. And then when it gets to the third act, when they go on their road trip and they they catch up with Jane and that whole situation there just elevated it, just increased it. Like I'm talking I'm talking extra half starred purely for that scene right there. I mean it's, yeah, God, if if
1: it didn't have that last scene, I mean It'd, yeah, it'd be a full star. Honestly,
0: though. honestly, honestly, I take that back. It is it is actually a full star. Yeah. It's a, a full a star increase. Star, yeah, full star. Like it's not, it's it's not, I, I don't think I've been talking about this film like it's the, you know, the greatest thing in the world. I think it's been a steady build throughout the film, encapsulating in a, in a fantastic third act, which why I put it over the edge to a three and a half star film for me. Okay. I'm not surprised from you.
1: It's a classic Hendo, Hendo move here.
0: But no, that's good.
1: I was the best because the crowd loved
0: me. All right, where's this two and a half star film going to sit on your rankings?
1: I mean, I, I without even looking at, I'm going to suggest- Bottom 10? I would say bottom five. Oh, okay. I don't think I've given many films very bad ratings here. All right. I was wrong, Hendo. This is not a bottom five film. No, it's not. Because my fifth worst film out of 92 films is Dr. Strangelove, which is a two star film. Okay. So it's better than that. Then we get to Citizen Kane. And it's better than Citizen Kane. Then we get to Singing in the Rain. (sighs) This is tough. Is it better than Singing in the Rain? Sure. It's better than Singing in the Rain. Next up, it's against Rafifi. And I like Rafifi more. So, Paris, Texas will be my new number 86 out of 93.
0: All right. I'm going to start this at the top of my three and a half stars as opposed to the bottom of my three and a half put it up against citizen kane at number 70 and i think that citizen kane is better than this i think that the next film catch me if you can is also better than paris texas gets up to my neighbor totoro and i think that paris texas is below my neighbor totoro goes up against Parza glory next and I think that's where it's going to stop I think that Paris Texas is better than Parza glory so I'm going to put this at my new number 73 out of 93
1: yeah so bottom 20 for you bottom 10 for me look we're not that different you and I <laughs> what's, what's that from you see I isn't that what? like a Batman Joker thing? <laughs> <laughs> Not so different. You're, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've said it a lot, so it probably is Batman.
0: My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the 5th annual Livestream for the Cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without. Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick.
2: Over the past four years, the live stream for the Cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air.
0: Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference. Yes, that was the promo for the live stream for The Cure. We are going to be on the live stream on... Well, it depends on where you you live. It's going to be uh, quite late on the Thursday night for you Americans. Midday on Friday, the 21st for us Australians.
1: Yes. Have a bit of lunch if you're in Australia. And yeah, to why us. not?
0: And considering that we didn't get to do our third pod v pod v pod v pod on our 150th episode due to bloody corona, we're going to do it for the live stream for The Cure in a Dean versus Nick versus Dan versus Gerald battle. It's going to be a big, epic monster battle, I reckon.
1: Wow. Those are A-listers if ever I've heard them. Also, I'm there.
0: That's right. <laughs> Yes, Nick, Dan, and Gerald—they are awesome. They are all three of them are awesome patrons of our show. Perfect timing because this show is brought to you by our awesome patrons who've been supporting the show for nearly three years now. Dean, I'm going to keep saying nearly until it's uh, until it hits that three year mark. You need some new material, Hendo. No, no, no. I'll get some new material when we hit the three year mark. We are in the middle of our James Bond series. We just released Thunderball. We also just put up our patron-requested review for Buffalo Soldiers as well. We got convos with D&D over there. We basically turn on the smooth jazz, put on the fire, and have some nice, nice soothing conversations. <laughs> Soothing for some. For one of us sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, our latest one of those, we did do our Academy Awards reactions where I watched the Academy Awards and Dean did not. So I basically gave him the, the winners, to, much to his chagrin in some of them. In speaking about that, we had our Academy Award challenge and the results were pretty highly in my favour, I must say.
1: Yes, they were. Uh, yeah, I've, I'm disappointed. I thought I, I thought I had it, to be honest.
0: No, I cleaned house in that one, so I do have a movie to give you, Dean. I'm not going to give you the second half of Chunking Express. You've still got that to watch. (laughs) Yeah, right. I am going to pick a movie. Uh, I I know you're not going to like this one.
1: Why? Why then?
0: Because it's going to be fun. It's a 2021 film. Then why do you need to do this? Because I'm going to get you to watch Sears Music. Watch what? Music. Ah, why? Why? For fun. Why not? Because I I seem to give you these supposed good films and you take a year to watch them and don't even watch half of them. I watched...
1: No, I didn't watch half of it. Yeah, all right. Music. It's an odd choice. And you haven't seen it. I
0: have not seen it. You want me to talk about this controversial film? This Golden Globe nominated movie. What if I like it? (laughs) Then you will not tell everyone you like it. You're not allowed to like this film, are you? (laughs) No, definitely not. I don't think you're allowed to. No, you're not allowed to. It's got Leslie Odom Jr. in it, too.
1: Oh, if he sings. Oh, he was definitely singing in this movie. He'll win my heart.
0: <laughs> You'll be singing those songs from now on. All right, can't wait for that review. Sounds good. All right, mate, let's get to... We may still have mail. Mail, mail, mail. Here it is. And this oh. could be it. Oh! Where we get our patrons to review the films that we break down. And no one wanted to watch Paris, Texas this week,
1: <laughs> except for one man. One man who never fails to deliver.
2: You know, there's a lot of films I haven't seen on the IMDb top 250. Problem is, most of the time when we get round to them for the uh, podcast, they usually suck. Not all of them, and I'm probably forgetting something. But I don't think I've actually been blown away by any of the new finds on the list. Until now. <laughs> wow. And what a movie to do it. I didn't even know Paris, Texas existed until, well, props to the random number generator. This film is fantastic. I had no idea what it was about and didn't really know where it was going until the very end of the film. The characters are Well sketched out, as is their history. It feels almost like a true story, or at least one that was based on a book. We first follow a man tracking down his brother, who has been missing for for four years. When found, Travis seems almost catatonic, but slowly he begins to return to the man he used to be. The relationship between he and his estranged son is extremely powerful and emotional. When they finally go back to um, track down his mother in the second half of the film, that's where things really pick up. The dialogue in this film is very realistic, as are the characters and the setting. Really enjoyed the film as a whole, especially the final act. I honestly can't believe I never knew this movie existed. I'm giving it um, four stars for now, but it's a it's a strong four stars so um thank you, random number generator. Who would have seen that coming?
0: Certainly not me, Shane. I think we need to get the random number generator as a third
1: host here. I am blown away that you like this film, Shane.
0: I'm not. Maybe I'm blown away. you like it so much. Th-
1: <sighs> yeah, I, I would not have picked this as a Shane film. Maybe I need to reevaluate how much uh, you like Shane. <laughs>
0: Not so much. I, maybe I need to reevaluate this movie. It's like maybe I need to reevaluate Shane.
1: Maybe I need to reevaluate how much um, worth I place in your movie opinions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, because honestly, honestly, before I watched this movie, I saw he gave it a four stars, and I'm like, wow, all right, that put, that put my expectation up a little bit. I must say, I think I think it might have helped actually. Thank you very much, Shane.
1: Yeah, thanks, Shane. Surprising.
0: So, what's next? All right, mate. Next week, it is not a breakdown. We're back for another pod v pod with another awesome guest coming up. Should be a lot of fun, as usual. Always is. I will say it will probably be hard to top the fun we had with the Vern though, from last time. Hendo. I mean, that. I think that's locked in as number one fun. That's an all-timer. It absolutely is. But the week after, we are back to the breakdowns and going through our rotation. It is your pick for a breakdown. What are you going with? I
1: am going with the classic... Western, Ooh. Once Upon a Time in the West. Ah, right. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to watch this one. I've seen it once, but it was many, many years ago. Exactly
0: the same for me too. So pretty intrigued about how that's going to go down. So thank you very much, everyone, for checking out the episode. We'll see you next week for Pod V Pod. Bye. Bye.